Are you ready to businessify your art life? Well, you made it to the right podcast here with Starlight Artist Insights. I'm Kimberly, owner of Starlight Art Consultancy, and each week you'll get to know one of our partnered artists and hear from them discussing personal and the business side of art. Are you ready? Let's go. So thank you for doing this. And I know you had like looked at some of the questions, I think, beforehand, right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I figured um, just to tell us a little about you first, like where you're from, what type of artwork you do. Um, okay, well, I'm originally from Connecticut, um, but I, I feel like I grew up again in Savannah when I went to college there and then stayed, moved back and forth there a few times. And um, I've been living in Baltimore now about seven years. Um, I do encaustic painting. We're in my studio right now. So um, some of my work is around on the walls in here. I don't know how much you can see, but um, but yeah, this is where I work. I do encaustic painting. So it's um, beeswax and pigment um, painted Wilmington. Is that what you like originally were doing when you were in Savannah or did you kind of like mold into that type of work? It it like in college I studied um, mostly oil painting. Most I was mostly doing figurative oil painting. Um, so it was after I left college in in Baltimore I started encaustic painting. Um, and uh, yeah, it kind of I like used the principles I was using with oil painting and trying to make representational paintings and. Um, I mean, it's the same kind of pigments and same principles of opacity and translucency and everything, but um, but a totally different method of working, a totally different way of creating the images. So, um, so yeah, it was kind of a natural progression, looking for a, a thicker, kind of more bodied paint, but um, but yeah, a, a a big departure from what I was doing too. Do you ever go back and forth or you're like strictly doing your encaustic work? I've done, no, no, I've very rarely done oil painting ever again. Um, yeah. <laughs> one, a couple years ago, I needed to fix one for my sister. Um, she wanted her ex-boyfriend's head painted out in a portrait I had done <laughs> with bear skull. So <laughs> I had to go back in with oil paint. Um, and it felt, it felt so good. It was like so direct, just putting my brush in the paint and then putting the, the loaded brush on the canvas felt so just like simple and direct and beautiful to do. Cause there's a, just a lot more process with encaustic. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it felt good, but I still like, I miss when I do switch to other medium, like sometimes I work in water-based media, mm -hmm. but I always miss that like, real kind of hands-on manipulation like even when I work on paper I end up like um like scratching it and crumpling it just like manipulating the very substance of it that's awesome that kind of reminds me of photography like with you know digital was all the it's all the rage right now and um I learned doing like darkroom photography and all that so it's such a different feeling when you're actually in a dark room and you're like there for hours on end just to create like one work. Um, yeah. But it's a totally different experience. Yeah, yeah, the way you kind of consider the image afterwards, like it smells like pickles even. And <laughs> it's 
<laughs> it's true. I've always said I love the smell of like dark rooms and all that stuff. And usually people don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm sure as an <laughs> artist too, it's the same thing with paints and things. Yeah. And just in art school, the way all my photographer friends smelled, it's like <laughs> the special smell. Exactly. I think they even, they put like a vanilla scent in one of them. It's, I don't know if it's like the stop bath or something. And it still smells like chemicals, you know, it's like a vanilla scented chemical. So <laughs> yeah, they try to trick you, but it doesn't really work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see if that's that good of an idea. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so let's see, how do you stay inspired? Especially this year has obviously been, I think, just very different for everyone. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's been a lot of like emotion, emotional input and, and output in my studio, like a lot of just processing really heavy um, ideas and feelings so that I think this past year, that's where a lot of my inspiration has come from, just like kind of processing really huge feelings. Yeah. Um, Do you think 2021 is going to like bring all that out, like in your work? I mean, I hope I really, I hope it stays with me. I hope I, I keep this kind of like slowed down, more thoughtful and like more, I just kind of deeper and, and braver, um, like more urgent, mm -hmm. I think. It's like slower and more urgent at the same time. Like, got to take things slow and get, get things right. I yeah. feel like this year has been a lot about like back to the core of things, like what really matters and... Um, just more meaningful. Steps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I completely um, agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all had very different plans, I think, for how. how this <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe it's already, you know, it's coming. I feel like I just celebrated New Year's Eve, and now we're, like, coming back into that New Year's Eve cycle again. So it's very interesting to stop and reflect. It's at the end of this month, isn't it? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> It's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I remember, I remember saying out loud, like, wow, thank God 2019's over. Nothing <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's going to be a different year. And it, it sure has been. I mean, I think yeah. you know, there's ups and downs to everything. So I think it's just taking those and what we do with it for next year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel really um, fortunate to be able to still just my own work is is by myself, so I'm able to do it and not not risk myself going out of the house. So um, I do feel like that kind of comes with a with a responsibility. Like as like uh, I'm really grateful for my my safety and um, and for just being an artist, like having a, a chance to have a voice in a time like this. Yeah. Um, do you find you're doing like more, are you connecting with people more online now because of having to not be outside, like as an artist? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really been a positive thing too. Like, um, 
like friends and I that live far away, like we talk every now and then about getting together, but it never happens. So yeah. now that we've totally given up on meeting somewhere, we actually just like meet um, on Zoom or whatever. Yeah. And we actually get to hang out. Like we hang out more now than, <laughs> than before. It cuts out all those like excuses. <laughs> Like surrender like okay we're not all gonna fly to Germany this year <laughs> meet up well yeah and yeah just surrender and, and meet on zoom and so yeah I've, I've gotten to talk to a lot of other artists um it's it's a really rich time for artists I mean it's so I feel like and people it's just taking a slower time to connect back to things that are you know, creative and more fun to get you out of like this funk that things have been. So it's been nice to see people creating stuff who maybe haven't created in a long time, but now they have like the time to do it. Yeah. So I think that's been a plus for it. Um, so to kind of like pivot the questions, um, talking about selling art, how did you feel when you sold your first piece of artwork? Um, yeah, I, I saw that in your question. I was thinking about it, um, like really conflicted actually, like kind of elated, like, wow, I like, <laughs> just made money by, um, like doing my art and yeah, so elated, but also like, it felt kind of dirty, like accepting money for like my, my soul's passion. I mean, this is like, I'm 19 or 20, I guess. Um, so just super idealist and like wanting to be a starving artist in an attic in Paris a hundred years ago, you know, so like feeling, uh, yeah, it's, it took a long time, I think, to get comfortable with the relationship between art and money. Like I'm, I can't say that I'm even still exactly comfortable with it, but there's just like an, intellectual recognition like this is my work I do this all day yeah Not a lot of other people can do it um it's this is my like work diary on a canvas so yeah yeah and there's also like technique and overhead and practice so mm -hmm. um so yeah it's a job and it you need to get paid for it um but still the equation of like um you know, feeling and creating and having this really personal, intimate experience and then um, charging, charging money for it is, is I think always a bit uncomfortable, but um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as dirty to me anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Do you create differently after having that like experience of kind of the conflictedness like do you create more like hmm. distant from your work um well that's an interesting question so i know sometimes it's so hard to even let it go no matter how much money you're gonna make yeah yeah um i kind of don't think it does like i um i think i put as much like heart and work into something I sell for very little as opposed to something I sell for a lot um yeah like every everything I do I want it to be something I'm, I believe in yeah 
Um, I think that's really interesting you bring that up though, because I feel like a lot of artists walk that fine line of feeling like they're sold out. <laughs> um, and But there also is that balance of, you know, making a living from your work and not having to do it as a hobby or a side project or something that like fell to the wayside. So mm -hmm. it's, I think it's great. And a lot of people connect with you saying that. I feel like most people feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. another thing, uh, oh, sorry. Um, I can't, I can't go ahead with what you're going to say. Maybe. Oh no, not at all. I cut you off. Um, I guess I was just thinking like there have been situations where I felt like that, um, like when someone's like, oh, could you put a bird in this or something? <laughs> like, I know it's been like an episode on Portlandia, but it also really happens in life, like kind of more often than you would think. Like, um, Yeah. I actually, I found that I actually don't have really a problem with that. Like if someone really, um, like they're telling me what they, what speaks to them and, um, I don't know, like what brings them joy and like how I can help bring it to them. Like, I actually don't mind, like I don't mind that kind of like consumer influence in the work. Did you always feel that way or is that something you kind of grew into? Yeah, I think I maybe was more conflicted about it first. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you ask me that? I'm a <laughs> <laughs> like, I won't do anything you like. Yeah. <laughs> But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I have more of a comfortable kind of harmony with that. Yeah. Like I really do want to like engage with people and speak with people. And, um, so yeah, that's a part of it. I think. I think that's so such an, a natural thing as an artist to be conflicted because I can remember listening to, um, Ani DeFranco talk once about how she hates when people sing back her songs to her. <laughs> oh, that must be awful, yeah. Yeah, because it's the same thing, like, she, it's her heart and her soul in the, this music, and then you have people, like, you know, chanting it, and yeah. so I think it, when you're an artist and it comes from such a deep place, it feels weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. But it's also kind of beautiful, it's like a new life this thing has, like, you have to let things go, I think, after you make them. Did you ever, um like step away from art? Like, did you ever kind of like lose your mojo and step away? Um, no. I mean, there, I did for, when I had my son um, five years ago, I guess that was, that was the longest break I took about three months um, after he was born. Um, and yeah, it was, it was hard to get back into it to yeah. like find a, find a group um but as I was so I guess I didn't realize how much I missed it until I got back into it because I was so busy <laughs> would you say and I think one of my I'm sorry I'm like going off our questions things I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um but one thing was what about a time that your art has like breathed life back into you like was there a time where it just saved you from a time in your life yeah, um, 
I guess I, I had been living in Baltimore for a while and um, got married to someone I had known in Savannah. So I moved back to Savannah. Um, and that was kind of a really lonely period in my life because everyone I had known in Savannah was pretty much gone. And um, I, I just didn't have the same life I knew. And I didn't feel like I knew Savannah anymore. I didn't feel like I really belonged. Um, and I ended up going to an artist residency on Asaba Island which they don't really do anymore. They used to do like two weeks um, in like the worst weather of the year where they would let <laughs> stay for free. It was brilliant. It was so great. And so, um, so yeah, it was just like going around the island drawing with other artists all week. And it, it was like exactly what I needed. Like it made me, it gave me like a connection with the land and feeling welcome there, like just in the natural landscape and also connecting with other artists and just um yeah just drawing every day just loosening up my arm and, and looking and being in nature um that really that was a really a huge turning point I think in moving back to Savannah I was so happy to live there after yes. <laughs> that's right that's really beautiful um I, I feel like I just saw online that they had like a mini artist retreat again. So I don't know if it was someone did privately or, or what, but I was like, oh, that's really cool. Cause I hadn't heard of the, um, you know, the artist residencies there. Yeah, they still do them. You just have to pay for them now. Like they oh. used to have two weeks where it was just like kind of too disgusting, like too hot or, or too cold for um, paying guests to come. So they used to let artists come. Um, <laughs> And there was a, a caretaker that lived there on the island full time. And so he passed away, Jim Bittler. And when he passed away, the program kind of ended. But um, so you, artists do still go, but you just have to just pay for it. <laughs> Which is worth it. If you have the money, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome to know. Um, let's see. I, I mean, where can besides some of your work on starlight art consultancy where else can people find you and connect with you and see your wonderful work you're creating well so i've been updating my website so there's a lot of new work on there and should be more work soon um yes yeah, starlight of course and i guess just instagram sasa sujeki awesome. can you spell that for us um but the whole instagram one yeah just to <laughs> um s a S-A-S-A-S-A-J-E-C-K-I. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, and I'll tag it, I'll do like all the notes and stuff and I'll, um, I'll do all that. So, and is there anything else that you would love people to know? Um, well, I guess just like, like for young painters starting out in the business, I guess like, um, just knowing like there's no there's not really a, a map you only ever know really like the next move um and and yeah that next move just comes from from you so it's it's a hard job because you're making the whole thing up the whole time <laughs> but it's worth it <laughs> I love that thank you I know that it can be um just any type of solo entrepreneur like it can be a little scary sometimes not having someone direct you but I feel like it's so rewarding once you make those like decisions and moves 
Yeah. Um, and especially as an artist, like you're, it's your whole world going into what you're creating. So. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. And this is obviously the first one that I'm doing. So I'm trying to see where it'll go from here. Um, and, but I'm, we'll definitely be in touch. And when everything is like all up into the, the internet world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is a great idea and, and it's really good timing too. I think it's good. Thank you. Yeah. I figured out zoom this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can do anything. <laughs> um, well, thank you and have an awesome week and I will connect with you through email after this. Um, just to let you know what's going on with it. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Nice talking to you, Kimberly. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Your time is the most valuable thing, and I'm so grateful you spent it with us. If you felt this was helpful, I would appreciate it so much if you could share this with someone you feel would love it too. Thank you.